This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 270 with Billy Keels. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at how to invest long distance. My guest today is Billy Keels. Before becoming a real estate entrepreneur, Keep On Cashflow's founder, Billy Keels, worked in the corporate world. In fact, he was one of the best corporate soldiers you would ever want to meet. During his corporate career, Billy put his leadership and relationship building skills to good use to help clients get to the root of issues that were holding them back from full success. Billy earned his stripes as a true problem solver, a skill he carried into his new entrepreneurial life. What made him popular with employers who sent him across the globe to meet with Fortune 500 level clients is the same thing that makes him popular with investors, buyers, and sellers in real estate today. His skills in coming up with real solutions that work in the real world for real people. Billy says he was happy enough in his J-O-B, but something was missing. An emptiness and longing for a different life chewed on him pulling him to what he knew he wanted to do more than anything else. Billy wanted to be an entrepreneur who brought two worlds together. He wanted to give individuals where he lives the chance to invest in properties on U.S. soil. So he took steps and kept on the path to his goals. Keep on cash flow is the result of his efforts. Today, Billy is an international real estate entrepreneur, problem solver, author, coach, and mentor. He sees opportunities where others often don't in real estate. No overnight success, Billy continues to work towards his vision and goals. And one of his main focuses is building a bridge between investors and buyers in Europe with sellers in the United States. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobsher or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to 44222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps on the Apple and Google Play app stores. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Billy, welcome to the show. Hey, MC, thanks so much for being here. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to the conversation. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I'm a, I'm a guy from Columbus, Ohio, so from the Midwest of the United States, uh, who has been very, very fortunate, had parents who sacrificed a lot to be able to allow me and my brother and sister to, to go to really good schools and things like that. Um, always instilled in us this natural curiosity to want to go out, learn, and live. And uh, having moved around a lot in the U.S. Uh, as a young kid, eventually went back to Ohio. I went to speed fast forward. I uh, went to university in the uh, in the southwest of the state of Ohio. 
And then I had a great job that it gave me the opportunity to really open my eyes and expand on what my parents had taught me. And I had a chance to work and travel throughout some 58 different countries by the time I was 27 years old. So that was great. Um, and then afterwards, I didn't see myself going back to a normal nine to five job in, in the States. I was living in St. Louis, Missouri at the time. Um, so I decided to do a one year sabbatical back in 2001, uh, packed my bags and moved to uh, Paris, France. And I wanted to learn French. I wanted to learn how to salsa dance. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about wine. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I uh, ended up really enjoying the experience Had made some great contacts in the job when I was traveling around the world. Um, so I left Paris, went down to the south of France, um, ended up meeting a beautiful Spanish woman. They sent me away to Italy. Uh, um, then I went back to France. And then uh, that, that little Spanish woman uh, stole my heart. And so I've been in Barcelona, Spain since uh, 2005. And um, yeah, working in a corporate job during the day and lots of hours, crazy hours. And uh, I've fallen in love with what real estate can do uh, for, for myself and for my family and, and those that are coming into contact with us. So that's kind of, I guess, uh, a really quick version of the, the guy from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, what I love about it is uh, you truly are one of those guys that you live where you want to live, right? Uh, yeah. And invest in, in a different market and not just in a different state. You invest in a different country and you're doing this long distance and building your real estate portfolio and actually attacking a lot of big projects by doing that. So what started you out on this long distance uh, real estate investing journey? You know, it actually what started at MC was kind of a, a frustration, to, to be quite honest with you. I am, I'd always been told, you know, go to school, get good grades, like most people. And, um, and I was doing all the right things and was working and doing the corporate job and putting all the money in my 401k or the, the equivalent when I was here in Europe and, and then back in the States. And two kind of events happened. And the first one was in 2000 when I saw my, my stock portfolio, because that was what I invested in, right? Was that I yeah, put it in stocks or mutual funds and the, there was a crash. And so it took a number of years for it to get back to where it was. And then once it got back and actually started making a little bit of, uh, of gains, 2008, 2009 happened. And so I lost, you know, over 30% of my portfolio. And I thought, you know what, this, this, I don't want to keep doing this because there's nothing that I can do. And I was just felt out of like that. I didn't have any kind of control. And I remember seeing this little purple book back at my dad and, and stepmom's place. And I picked that up. Um, and read it. And it really completely changed my mind. I felt like, wow, you know what, there's a way that I can actually increase my portfolio and, and maybe have more control over it. And now between the time I read the book and actually took action, there was about three years uh, in between. And so that took me a, a little bit of time. But, but once, uh, w w aside from realizing that I could change the, the trajectory or start to have more control, I also have now realized that it can help me beyond finances, but really help to live a lifestyle uh, that want to live with my family and, and loved ones. So that's kind of the, the, the inspiration, if you will. What were some of the, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Because you are outside of the country. So speak to a little bit about of the challenges there and then some of the ways that you've navigated around this and some of the successes that you have, because we live in an amazing world. I talk about it all the time through technology and internet oh. and, and so forth. So how have you used, utilized this uh, in overcoming some of these challenges? Yeah, so I guess one of the biggest challenges, MC, was just 
being afraid, just changing my mindset. Right. And, and that's not even necessarily technology, but I, I have, I have to, and and it's still in that process of transitioning to become the person that, uh, that will be able to do the things that, that, that I've dreamt of. So I guess the first challenge was more of a, of a mindset challenge or self-limiting beliefs that, um, you know, wow, it's tens of thousands of kilometers or miles away. And so it's going to be really difficult to do. Um, and just like most things, when I started to break it down, those tens of thousands of miles or kilometers became very easy or easier steps to get to. Um, realizing that I'm geographically challenged, I had to realize that, okay, I'm not going to be able to go and see my property. And that's actually become one of the biggest advantages for me because I've had to be much more disciplined about the way that myself and my team now go out and select the properties. So using that distance, it's now helped me become a much more disciplined um, investor in, in real estate, if you will. Um, that's number one. And then I guess another thing is challenge. One of the things that happened to me early on as well, because like I said, I've been working in a corporate job for quite a long time in, in, in application software sector. So I was able to have capital on my own. And the fact that I had my own capital, I wasn't necessary. I was just looking for what is the, the, the quote unquote cheapest property, right? So that I could get started. And I realized that if you don't know what type of property you're buying, it doesn't matter if you buy a 30000 or a 20000 or, or a $50,000 property or Euro property. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to run into trouble. It's going to end up being much more expensive anyway. So um, having now learned the way to go out, have a process, be clear on what it is that I want, looking in the markets that can provide those things, building a team, and then ultimately at the end of the day, the opportunity, whether it's a, you know, two unit building or, or 50 unit building or 500 unit building, uh, it's pretty much all the same. So that I guess was another challenge, um, in, in what I've kind of learned as a result. So you're talking about building a team now is this is the, most of this is done virtually right through, I mean, we're, we're doing a, a, a through zoom. I do all of my interviews through, through zoom. So is this how you're doing it besides also, I'm assuming at some stage physically meeting a lot of these folks, but to speak to a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, it goes back to the process. And one of the things that realize is, yes, so I, I am utilizing as much technology as possible. I mean, there is at the end of the day, when you want to be able to build a relationship as much as possible, we'd love to be able to do that face to face. However, if both parties are interested in truly building a relationship, we will spend time. And if that means that we need to get on a Zoom once every two weeks or once a week, to be able to earn one another's trust and learn what one another are about and our goals and dreams, then that's what we will do. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to pick up the phone. So a lot starts initially with a phone call uh, also because I'm calling from Europe. So sometimes people think it's a little bit strange, but you know, I want to make the first step towards uh, the person. I also use email now, nowadays use more and more social media. So people are not as nervous that, Hey, who's this guy who's calling me? They actually see that there's some social proof that that, that Billy actually exists and he and he's around. So, uh, as much as, as simple as getting on the phone and just making cold calls to using technology to also sharing the footprint around social media are some of the different ways that I use um, technology to help build those relationships. And I also get on planes because at the end of the day, when you're in a marketplace, I believe that it helps a lot when you can you know, meet the person, sit down, have a lunch, talk about uh, what else is going on. Uh, so I use all of those different methods to, to build relationships. 
You're listening to Billy Keels on the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja Podcast. As you may know, I'm also the President and Chief Wealth Strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. You're listening to Billy Keels on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, you lay the groundwork. You've obviously identified your market. Uh, you know what you want to invest in. You're building a team while you're in, living in a different country. And then eventually when it, be, uh, it starts to get serious and there's projects involved, then you jump on, jump on a plane and, and get there. I mean, and that's, that is the great thing about the, the time that we live in right now. The ability to do stuff like this. Uh, I mean, for me personally too, uh, having built a network around the, the country and around the world for that sake too. And it's all been through, uh, it's all been through technology. It's, yeah. it's, it's quite, it's quite astounding. Um, now some of the differences, obviously living in Europe and living in the United States, the real estate markets, uh, another question that just went through my mind there too. What were some of the differences between the real estate markets and especially the projects that you're looking for, uh, that made you decide to say, you know, it's, I'm not going to be able to execute the way that I want, uh, in Europe, but I could do that in the United States. Speak to some of the differences. Yeah, sure, um, MC. And so this is actually one of the things. So when I read the, when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad back in you know 2010, and all that, and it, it inspired me to start going out and reading other books. And all of the books that I was reading were very based, very much based on uh, the U.S. market. And so one of the things that I'm very clear on today is that what my company and I like to do is go out and create cash flow. We are more focused on cash flow versus creating capital gains, as 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 Robert Kiyosaki would say. And so when I began to study here specifically in Barcelona, I thought, well, you know, what? I'm going to take everything I learned from the book and I'm going to apply that here. And what I found very quickly was at least in the, where I am in Spain, because that's was my mindset at the time was I have to invest where I live, but that's completely not, uh, not my mentality anymore. I realized that the, the cash flow was going to be very difficult. It was almost impossible. So I was thinking, wow, I'd learned all this stuff from all these books and it says, here's how the cash flow can be created. But when I would run numbers, it, it, it just didn't work. So I moved from wanting to buy an apartment to wanting to buy parking spaces because that's something that would be much more cash flow oriented. However, it was going to take 40 or 50 years to even recuperate the initial capital. So it didn't really make much sense for me. And one day someone said, hey, look, you, what about the U.S. market? And I, because my mindset at the time was not there, I, I didn't think about it. So um, I guess those frustrations or challenges locally here in Europe also led me to uh, open up my mindset and go back to the United States and be able to focus on markets where I could create cash flow. So I, I would say definitely I didn't do it the right way in the beginning. My process was definitely, it was just go out and buy the cheapest thing. I've since realized that that is not probably the best way for you to go out and place your capital and definitely not the best way to place any investor's capital. 
um, just based on a hunch. Yeah, a huge difference between cost, uh, value, right, and price. Correct. So uh, Correct. big, big, big difference. So, no, that's very, very interesting. Now, another question um, that I have is I've spoken about in the United States, right, uh, where I live. It's one of the countries with so much upward mobility, too, where anyone can, if they invest in themselves, um, create um, – and develop themselves as an asset, right? Mm. And uh, add uh, skill sets when it comes to investing, build a network and build a team, all that kind of uh, stuff can get get into the game. Have you seen uh, challenges of getting into the real estate game in Europe as we look at and, and contrast the two? Well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, I would say probably, I love what you just said. I mean, being able to be up really mobile and investing in yourself. I guess one of the things, and, and even one of my mentors, when, when we started uh, working together, you know, th- this whole concept of any business, any successful business really needs to have four key elements. They're, they're, you need to be able to have knowledge. You need to be able to have time. You need to be able to have money and you need to be able to have credit or some type of credibility. And so, I guess what I didn't realize in the beginning was when I was thinking about myself and I had money uh, and I had credit to be able to go back and, and let to, to be able to borrow back in the United States, what I didn't have was knowledge or time. So I spent a lot of time reading books and building up that knowledge. And I guess because I didn't have time, but based on the knowledge and based on what I was sharing with friends here in Europe and then even back in the United States, that led them to wanting to be more involved in what it is I was doing. So it actually happened as a consequence. But now that I've put in, put a kind of a context around it, I see how that has, has happened. So I would say that what you've recognized is something that's really a global, um, I would say a, glo- a global norm or global phenomenon. I don't know how you want to call it, but I think right. it works the same in, in, in and outside of the U.S., I like that. And I like what you said too. That's a, that's a great way of looking at it because every person is a business. So I like how you, how you put that tie together. So for people that start, um, initially and, uh, they're taking the leap and investing in different markets and so forth, what was some of the biggest mistakes that you would recommend them avoid doing? So not only, uh, outside of state, but outside of country, what were some of the biggest learning, learning uh, lessons and opportunities that you had? Yeah. So, and I guess it's a fine line MC because on one side, I think it's important to not overanalyze things because I actually got into a, a certain issue. I got into a, a problem and it's, I guess, probably from schooling where I wanted things to be perfect. And so the fact that you want things to be perfect sometimes can make you not take action, that whole analysis paralysis phenomenon. Um, and so I would say to, to not overthink things, and at the same time, you need to have some type of a baseline education or a baseline understanding as to why you want to invest in anything. Once you're clear on why you want to invest in, in certain things, it will give you um, the power to, on one side, to decide on what it is that you want to do and the other to act uh, upon the things that you've decided on. So, um, I would say, you know, work on getting clear on what you want to do so that you can run into less problems. I mean, you're always going to run into problems if you want to become a, an entrepreneur or build a, your portfolio, because that's actually at the end of the day, that's the business we're in is solving problems constantly. So, um, so find that time to 
to get some education, but don't overthink things so that you can actually get started. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, one of the uh, habits that I've learned from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new things and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Well, right now it's continuing to work on being able to find the right talent. So I think that's something that never stops. I mean, it, it, from a, I've been in sales and sales leadership for the better part of, I guess it's now 18, 19 years. So it's kind of crazy. It's gone that way. Um, but always working on refining those skills, being able to select talent and, and, and bring that talent on board and give them the right direction. I think that is something that I will always continue um, to work on. Uh, at the same time, um, working on even more now, just it building up my knowledge of, um, let's say, the way to continue to make the money work harder for me uh, and my investors than I work for uh, the money. So that th- those two things, um, I guess I, I, you would classify them more kind of interpersonal skills and then financial acumen. Great, great. Now, Billy, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better uh, than we found it by, force, uh, by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Um, the first one that actually comes to mind, MC, is very similar to what my parents taught me to, to always be curious and respectful uh, of others. And because I guess that just helps you to drive that curiosity to go out and learn new things. Um, I would say, and it's something that I'm, I'm learning and I'm working with my children on is it's okay to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes uh, and be able to share your learnings with others, with others. And the third I would say is to really genuinely care about other people and also what it is that you are investing your time and energy in. So being curious, uh, being able to be okay with making mistakes and genuinely care about people and the things that you're doing. Fantastic. Now, Billy, how can my listeners uh, learn more about you, uh, stay in, uh, get in touch and stay informed of all the projects that you're involved with? Sure, MC. Appreciate the, the opportunity. Um, last year, I wrote a, a book. It was an Amazon bestseller, and I'd like to give your, your audience the chance to, uh, to download the book. They can go to growyourmoneythesmartway.com. Uh, there, just leave their name and email address, and we'll send out the, uh, the book to them. Uh, also, for those that may want to actually learn more about long-distance investing and what it is that, uh, that I'm doing, I'd happy to be, be happy to speak to them. They can find me at bit.ly forward slash speakwithbilly. Uh, and then if anyone just wants to see what we're doing at Keep On Cashflow, uh, feel free to visit us on our website at keeponcashflow, that's K-E-E-P-O-N, cashflow.com. And we're on all the social media under the same name at Keep On, Keep on Cashflow. Uh, and MC, I also, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to share uh, the story as well uh, with the listeners. And you are uh, continuing to do great things by, uh, by sharing your knowledge with all of us. Appreciate that. Thank you. And Billy, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. This has been fantastic to connect. Likewise. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for joining my guest, Billy Keels, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life. So if there's any way that I can provide more value for you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gush Good Newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access an educational webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.